Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. Blessed by God from sea to shining sea. I'm talking about America. And you're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. And uh, as we build the bridge to conversation daily, 12 noon in the east until 2 p.m. every day, I am really glad to be your host here on this great day in the USA. Hey, friends. I'm going to be doing some traveling here uh, real soon, getting back into the swing of thing. Of course, we are uh, trying to represent strong, not only uh, Freedom Works, uh, building uh, the largest grassroots uh, hands-on activist in the country, in the nation, boasting nearly six million, but also uh, working alongside and very proud to be a part of the uh, uh, advisory board for Black Voices for Trump. And uh, certainly it is imperative. I, I, I mean that. It is imperative that we reelect Donald John Trump to the presidency. And it is imperative that we sweep out of our House of Representatives, our United States House of Representatives, the Nancy Pelosi's who have fallen prey to the socialist wing of her party. In fact, uh, Nancy was uh, never really a moderate moderate, but she was closer to moderate moderate than anything we're seeing coming from her and Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler. At this point in time, the Democrat Party has lost its way. We thought, those of you who are old enough to remember Ted Kennedy, you know, and uh, Tip O'Neill, you know, those type of people. If you're old enough to remember the Democrat Party at that point in time, you, they, if they were to see it now and to hear what's spewing out of it, uh, yeah, Ted Kennedy would be absolutely appalled. I, I think he would just, just be absolutely appalled because uh, keep in mind his brother, both of them, uh, John F. Uh, Kennedy slain in the streets of Dallas, would today be a conservative. Uh, Yeah, that Democrat president who so many conservatives of the time, even conservatism has changed. Conservatism has moved toward the left as far as the way conservatives were in 1963 when Kennedy was killed. And then Bobby Kennedy, being as liberal as he is and 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 was uh bobby kennedy i think would be absolutely uh shocked at at the direction the country has moved keeping in mind that bobby kennedy and and john f kennedy both served in the military 
Yeah, World War II. They both served in the military. So in that day and time, that would have given a commander in chief a a different uh, outlook. They would be conservatives in today's world. Now, now, the reason I brought all of that up is because in the last three and a half years, there has been, you would have to be blind living in a cave with no outside connections not to notice, realize just what a prosperity machine God is allowing America to become under the direction of this presidential administration. And I I believe with all my heart that it is God who places uh, certain people in authority. Through your vote here in America, yeah, through your vote, it, it is the biggest exercise of free will you will ever be able to experience, and that is being a citizen of the United States, right? Well, there's no question about it. Ask anyone from anywhere, okay, if I'm telling you the truth. They will tell you that if you were fortunate enough to be born here, you hit uh, the blessing jackpot. (laughs) Yes, you did. Why is it that we don't recognize that? Until, until... We have to defend our excuses for failure. I'm talking about um, former president of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama, former president of the United States. He was number 44, the first black president uh, or the first president of color because we can't legitimately assign uh, American blackness to uh, Barack Obama. He has no connection to that, except for the fact that he lived uh, in Chicago and and attended Jeremiah Wright's church, which was by design. Barack is one of the few black people who had to move to Chicago to learn what it was to be black. He had no clue. Oh, I know some of you out there saying, but you don't know my story. I grew up in the hood. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't want to fight or talk about fighting, we didn't have a conversation when I was growing up. You know, and I, I know the. I, I'm the former president of the NAACP Garland, Texas. I've seen both sides of the street. I know the experience. Uh, When I uh, talk about being black, I'm talking about uh, going back to what James Brown meant about it. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud in America. And, of course, later on, uh, James became famous for uh, that song, Living in America. (laughs) Across the nation. Barack Obama is now jealous because he threw down a gauntlet 
when he challenged the notion that Donald John Trump could revitalize business in this country. You will recall Obama saying that what's he going to do? Wave a magic wand? Well, <laughs> lo and behold, three and a half years after Obama is gone, well, three years after Obama's gone, evidently God has blessed Trump with a wand. <laughs> because the economy is booming and business is back roaring but guess what now we have Obama showing signs and shades of jealousy which is human nature when you said something can't be done and then someone comes along after you and does it, your natural inclination, your natural instinct is to defend the job that you did. Even though you recognize and in your moments of being alone with yourself, you admit that you failed. But that's much too painful to say out loud. And so what do you do? You attack the person who is being successful. And then you say words like Obama is intoning and intonating here. Former President Barack Obama uh, seemed to be taking credit. This was back on Monday for the booming economy when he tweeted out a photo of his signature on the 2009 economic stimulus bill. <laughs> oh, this is funny. You see, the stimulus package is was the reason the Tea Party was launched. <clears throat> It, 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 it's the reason it gained the type of steam and, and swept into office the types of statesmen it's like Mark's, Mark Meadows, you know, Thomas Massey, Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul swept them into office. This is what did it. And Obama is crowing about this. He's still deceived, still misled, uh, still doesn't get it. That 11 years ago, uh, this is what President Obama continues to say, 11 years ago, uh, near the bottom of the worst recession in generations, I signed the Recovery Act, paving the way for more than a decade of economic growth <laughs> <laughs> and the longest streak of job creation in American history. Obama wrote along with the photo. Yeah, this is absolutely amazing. The type of credit 
that Obama is wanting to take when it was he who said uh, it would take a magic wand. He did not believe in any way at the time that um, his policies were effective. He didn't. Otherwise, he would not have said that it would take a magic wand to fix it. (laughs) No, all it took was a change in policy to fix it. Uh, President Trump, um, his campaign, uh, which I'm proud to be a part of uh, Black Voices for Trump, was having none of that type of chicanery. And that's what it was. It was totally uh, chicanery. Um, And they countered, releasing a statement uh, on Fox News uh, about Obama's assertions that is uh, was his policies that turned the economic the economy around. Uh, President Trump reversed every single failed Obama era economic policy and with it. Reverse the floundering Obama-Biden economy. Wow. Talking about killing two birds with one stone. (laughs) That's what Trump just did. He killed two birds with one stone. He hit Barack and Biden, although Biden is on life support right now. And the plug looks like I see a hand moving toward the plug. Yeah, Biden is on life support right now. And if uh, he wasn't already dead, um, I think the statement released by the president's people yesterday, identifying the failed Obama-era economic policy and linking both Obama and Biden to it. If Biden wasn't dead, I think he's, uh, I think he's gone now. Obama and Biden orchestrated the worst economy recovery in modern history. <laughs> and... Some polls still have Joe Biden as the Democratic frontrunner and presumptive nominee. They are nuts. By contrast, though, uh, deregulating, lowering taxes, and supporting free market policies, the president, President Trump, has created the hottest, the hottest economy on record with unemployment hitting generational lows. And all-time lows for African-Americans, Hispanics, the disabled, veterans, and other hard-working Americans as far as employment is concerned. All-time lows. Paychecks are growing at the fastest pace in a decade and twice as fast for low- and middle-income Americans. It's no wonder Democrats seek to take credit 
don't you think, friends? Who wouldn't want to take credit? I think it was JFK that said um, success has many fathers. Failure is an orphan. Yeah, success has many fathers. And the English would say failure is a bastard. This is what's happening. The success of this administration by reversing the floundering Obama-Biden policies was the salvation of our economy to this point. And keep in mind, numbers and figures are hard things. But uh, when they come to when it comes to the way they fluctuate, and I was in the the finance business for years. Um, when it comes to the way they fluctuate, anything can happen with a the fluidity of a the market. Anything can happen. But at this point in time. The opportunity for good things economically to happen. There's so many different things out there that uh, if if you're um, of the mind to, you could invest in that very well could pay off. But then again, it might not. (laughs) That's the market. That's the way it is. It's volatile. But it is the Um, created in America, the greatest wealth producing machine the world has ever known. And Donald Trump has unleashed that Barack Obama had it handcuffed. Make no mistake about that. Make no mistake about that. Donald John Trump has unleashed that. Yeah. And um, Barack Obama had it handcuffed. And so, friends, when we think about um, where we are and where we uh, are heading, and we think about the lunacy that that is above, that is uh, in front of us, um, get ready, because... That's what Democrats do. They take advantage of the situation. And they have learned to lie proficiently. Are you hearing me? We'll talk more about it when I return. Looking for, expecting my good friend Steve Moore to join me, economist Steve Moore, uh, to be on with me here in the next segment. But hang around. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back on this great day in the USA. Glad that you could come along with me as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. Download free the CL Bryant Show app onto your favorite device and um, follow us, listen to us wherever you may go. Uh, hey, have some big things coming up here real soon. War Room Takeover. Uh, yeah, going to be involved with um, the Trump campaign uh, a little bit later on here in, uh, in the week. And uh, I certainly want you to pay attention to what's going to be happening as far as justice reform and uh, prison reform is concerned because the president has taken a big and bold step uh, when it comes to that. And I'll be uh, joining uh, my uh, not only uh, fellow associates at FreedomWorks, but also um, associates at uh, my colleagues at um, Black Voices for Trump uh, in Wisconsin here real soon. I'll be telling you about it coming up here in just a couple of weeks now um we were we were talking about um how uh, you um have a failed uh, situation with the obama administration and, and but now they're jealous of the magic wand or the wand I don't know how magic it is. It's I know it's a, a wand that Trump is waving with spiritual authority that is given to him by Almighty God to lead. Huh? Whatever it is, it's a wand that God has given him to lead. And um and in so leading and in so leading he um, has unleashed what America is supposed to be about. And that is every man, every woman exercising their rights as citizens to be their best God-given self. In other words, you use the gifts that God has given you. But you know what? The thing that really um, does put set me on edge, and it causes me to uh, reconsider some of the uh, positions that I've held in, in past times, it makes me wonder why I held those positions uh, in past times. Thinking that somehow government owed 
me something or someone owed me something. And I'm not really sure I was always of that mindset, but I supported those platforms. I was never, I, I, never, I don't believe I was ever of the mindset because my, my parents were not that way. My grandparents were not that way. You know, they were very self-sufficient people. And so the paradox, the strange thing about uh, this then is to um, see and, and, and to realize that sometimes you support platforms that you really do not endorse yourself. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And, and so many times that's exactly what happens is that we began to support platforms that we really do not believe ourselves. And um, Barack Obama can't possibly believe that he in any way could have been responsible for the economic recovery that our nation is seeing under Donald John Trump, when it was him who said it would take a magic wand in order to fix it. Well, he must be jealous of the president's magic wand that God has given to him. And on with me is the uh, founder of Club for Growth. He is one of the premier economists in our nations, very much uh, able to take credit for helping the president turn this economy around. He is my friend and a friend of the show. Steve Moore, thank you so much for being on with us. Hey, you know, good to be with you, and uh, you are so right about, I just heard what everything you just said, and you're spot on, my friend, and, you know, these are the same people, by the way, uh, all these economists from Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, and, you know, at the uh, Washington Post, the New York Times, who, uh, you know, because I was on the campaign trail, and uh, with Trump, and they'd say, oh, Trump's going to cause a second Great Depression, he's going to destroy the stock market and our economy, but now here we are three years later, with the best economy in 30 years and they're saying oh you know it's the it's the obama effect and you know so you can't so if the economy had tanked it would have been trump's fault but since it's doing well it's obama Obama gets the credit this is called the double standard and you know the old saying is if it weren't for double standards uh, liberals wouldn't have any standards at all <laughs> could steve if you could possibly share with our audience some of the things that the president reversed of the failed obama policies that has in fact stimulated the economy Many of our listeners have no clue exactly what uh, catapulted this economy. From your point of view, talk to us about that. Well, first, let's start with the big picture here. I mean, uh, and, and let's give Barack Obama uh, his due. You know, the, we did have a recovery from that terrible uh, Bush recession. Um, it was a modest recovery at best, but it was a recovery. And, try, and Obama's right that we should really salute the fact that this is an amazing America that we have now uh, been growing now for 10 years, uh, more than 10 years without a recession. That's a fabulous, fabulous performance. Uh, but what happened, you know, we had kind of a, a, at best, a kind of mediocre, at best, a mediocre recovery under Obama, with the economy growing at, you know, barely 2%, kind of limping along, but it was growing. And then, you know, Trump comes in and it's like, you know, trading in a Pinot for a Porsche. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, the economy just started, you know, we all felt it, right? It was just like, uh, you know, the, the speed up in the economy, the big, big increase in 
in job creation. Now, we have six and a half million uh, surplus jobs today, which has never happened before in the history of this country. And wages, you know, that's the other thing. Wages have grown at a very nice pace. Uh, the average income has risen about $4,500 per family, you know, for, per middle class family since Trump took office. So, uh, you know, it, I think the difference is we had a recovery under Obama. We've had a boom under Trump. A recovery under Obama, a boom under Trump that is absolutely undeniable. Steve, is it then uh, incumbent upon the president to run on that economic record? And are there any Democrats who can possibly, including Bloomberg, uh, challenge him on uh, this record? And please chime in on Bloomberg, if you would. Well, the la- first of all, the last thing the Democrats want to talk about is the economy. That's why they very rarely talk about it these days. Um, the I was on CNN this morning uh, debating uh, a woman from the Washington Post who was saying, you know, taking this Obama line that, oh, you know, Trump inherited this great economy. You know, CLFE, if Trump inher- inherited a great economy uh, left by Obama, then Hillary Clinton would be president today. But it wasn't a great economy. The economy was actually you know, decelerating, not accelerating. Uh, So, yeah, um, you know, it was James Carville, who was uh, Bill Clinton's chief uh, political advisor, who was so famous for saying it's the economy stupid. And it was Ronald Reagan, who both in 1980 and 84, you know, asked voters, are you better off than you were four years ago? And I think that's exactly what, you know, Donald J. Trump will do in this year, uh, you know, asking the American people, are you better off? And of course, for the vast, not everyone, but for the vast majority of Americans, they are certainly better off. And as you know, because, you know, Trump loves to talk about what he has done for minorities. And, you know, this is a president who has reduced the black and Hispanic unemployment rate to record lows. And at the same time, when incomes are going up for minorities, which is, you know, Trump is very proud of that and justifiably so. And you're absolutely right, Steve. Steve Moore, economist extraordinaire and, of course, uh, a key figure in the turnaround of our American economy, advising the president of the United States, Donald Trump, is my special guest. Tomorrow night, uh, Steve, as you know, I'm uh, on the advisory board, Black Voices for Trump. We're going to take over the war room there at uh, Trump headquarters, and uh, it is going to be uh, interactive. Uh, we're going to be so tweeting. Be, you'll be here in Washington, D.C.? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll be right there in D.C. We're going to take over the war room there. And, Steve, just be, be sure to stay tuned to what's well, going on. I mean, you are, you are the, the man. And so, uh, you know, I've been saying, you tell me if I'm wrong about this, okay? You, you know, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I want, your, I want your honest opinion. I've been saying that Donald Trump will do better with black Americans in 2020 than any Republican in the last 40 years. Oh, there's no question about it. And Steve, I remember on the campaign trail, the president said to a black audience mostly, uh, whether you vote for me or not, I will be your greatest champion. And Steve, promise made, promise kept. That's that's the way that is. Tell us about your give us your insight onto the into the Bloomberg campaign, Steve Moore. Uh, Give us your take on that. I think it's unique. Well, Michael Bloomberg uh, is, first of all, let me start by saying, you know, I, as you do, I mean, I travel over this great country, everywhere from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine, and everywhere in between. Uh, I was in California. I was in Pennsylvania. I was in Florida. I was in Delaware. Uh, you know, I've been, you know, all over the place. And uh, every time I, you know, go to my hotel and I turn on the uh, TV, what do you think I see? 
Bloomberg ads. I mean, he is spending, he has already probably spent close to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions. By the way, he has already spent more money than the Koch brothers spent five years. Wow. So the left loves to talk about all that evil, you know, Koch money. Wait a minute. Bloomberg is is going to blow away how much money the Cokes are spending. So he is deluging the airwaves with, with ads. They're good ads. I have to say they're, they're good ads. Um, and uh, so he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, but he wants to destroy our oil and gas industry. He wants to um, ha- have um, the government take over the healthcare system. Um, and he has, um, you know, problems, I think, in terms of uh, supporting major tax increases that I think would just, you know, erase a lot of the gains that we've made on the economy. And you know what, Steve? Absolutely, uh, that would be the end result of a Bloomberg presidency. But can uh, you're an economist, Steve? You you've been in and out of Washington D.C. for ages now. And let me ask you this, because our audience would like to hear the answer to this question from someone like you. Bloomberg being worth billions, literally billions, can maybe tens of billions. Maybe tens of billions. Can a presidency actually be bought? Can someone actually buy that type of thing? He's shot up in the in the polls uh, right now. Is that possible? It is possible. Yeah, it is possible. I mean, you know, money can't buy you love, but it might be. (laughs) We'll find out, right? I mean, if he he doesn't do it, 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 it. But look, you know, it's a sharp contrast. I was thinking about this the other day. Because, you know, you worked a bit with uh, Trump in 2016, and I, I did a lot, you know, and, and it always amazed me how little money Donald Trump spent. You know, that was the thing that people didn't realize. He, he didn't have to spend a lot of money because he was in the newspapers every day and on TV every day. You know, Bloomberg has to pay for it, whereas Trump was such a master marketer that he was able to get it for free. Uh, but in the end of the day, I just don't think a lot of Americans actually know that much about Bloomberg, Right. Right. I mean, I, I bet a lot of people don't even – I bet 80% of people don't even know that when he was the mayor of New York, he was a Republican. Right. Did you know that? Right. Exactly right. You're exactly right. I mean, so what is he? One day he's an independent. The next day he's a Republican. The next day he's a Democrat. I mean, the guy just wants power, right? This is what liberals do. They want power. And they, he'd run under the communist ticket if he thought he could win with it. You know, so I think uh, people are going to have to really listen to – you can't watch his fancy – you know, uh, Madison Avenue ads, you have to actually look at his record. He destroyed the coal industry. He's running around the country talking about, how, bragging about how many coal miners he's put out of work. Steve, I have about... Um, Steve, I have about um, 40, uh, about, uh, four, about four minutes, about four minutes left with you, but I, I want you to share with us anything that, uh, how people can get a hold with, of you to bring you to a city near them, to a venue uh, uh, near them. Any, how, do, how, do, how do you get in touch with Steve Moore? Uh, tell us about that. Anything that's on your mind. Anyway, I love the work that we do at FreedomWorks. Together, FreedomWorks is one of my favorite organizations in Washington, and uh, they are, you know, the activists who really get out there, people, uh, you know, really pounding the pavement for freedom. And so, uh, you know, people should contact FreedomWorks if they want to get a hold of me or you. And uh, it's uh, 
but I'm just a crusader for Trump at this point. I think, you know, the guy has done an amazing job. I saw him just a few weeks ago. I said, Mr. President, this is working better than I even thought it would. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's the first president I've been in a long time who's actually exceeded my expectations rather than most politicians let you down. I mean, he's actually exceeded my expectations. And he has. And that is why I'm thinking he's going to be reelected by a tsunami. And we need to get the minority vote. I mean, we need, why why would blacks and Hispanics not vote for Donald Trump? Look what he's done for these communities. I loved the school choice thing. You and I care so much about that issue. He wants to give as many as a million black parents and children an opportunity to go to good schools. Liberals are against that. Trump is for it. And friends, that is the bottom line. Can a parent and should a parent be able to educate their child and have the opportunity to do that the way they want to? My guest has been my good friend, Steve Moore, economist extraordinaire and someone who did found what has been known as the Club for Growth. Thank you so much for being on with me, Uh, Steve. We'll talk to you real soon. Okay, thanks. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and we want to thank uh, Steve Moore for having been on with us in that last segment. Uh, you heard him. <laughs> you heard him. Uh, uh, under Obama, uh, the economy grew. Under Trump, the economy booms. Who would not want that? Who would want to go back to turning the uh, economic faucet back to a trickle? Huh? Who would want to have that again? Who, Who would want to go back to that? I wouldn't. Although, you know, the Lord had blessed uh, even during that period in time. And, you know, I lost, a, 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 you know, um, a church. Um, and it, it, that was in the will of God. I, I know it was because, quite frankly, um, I would not have the uh, influence uh, and uh, scope that I have at this point in time if certain things had not occurred if I had tried to hang on to something that was gone and God was trying to move me on. If I had fought, and a lot of us do that, you know, we try to hang on to uh, times and seasons in our lives that are over. Uh, And they hinder you from reaching where you should be. If I had tried to hang on to something that was clearly over, just for pride's sake or whatever, you miss the blessing that God has for you when you walk by faith and not by sight. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show. Um, I'm expecting in the next hour, uh, my good buddy Star Parker to um, show up here on the show with me. We just had on economist extraordinaire in um, this country, someone who can truly, without any type of reservation, say that they helped put our country on the track that it's on economically. Steve Moore. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back on this great day in the USA. Home stretch of the first hour of the CL Bryant show. And if you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to um, download free the CL Bryant show.com T H E V C L Bryant show.com. And, um, I want to, um, <laughs> I'm going to, now, now I'm going to, what am I going to talk to you about here? What am I going to, what I'm going to talk to you about here, um, <laughs> is exactly what, um, got the president elected and you can you listen you can um like it or not it's it's one of those things about uh the president's personality that appeals to americans now um the the president threatens a lawsuit over Mueller probe and stone trial. Now, here it is. Uh, the president uh, on Tuesday uh, said um, that uh, he may sue everyone. <laughs> I just I just love it. I love it uh, because he might. <laughs> but then again, most likely he won't. But. He might. And that type of um, ability to keep your adversaries off balance is a you can you can believe this or not. It's a fine art. And doing making any type of deal or planning the planning the ground or plowing the ground, I should say, plowing the ground so that. Uh, you can, uh, you know, you know, sort of turn them in the direction you want them to go. Is an art. The art, that's an art of making a deal. Is having leverage. And the 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 important thing about having leverage is knowing how to put yourself in position. To have leverage. 
Uh, years and years ago, as a as a kid, my dad got me boxing lesson, lessons and everything. I, Irish McNeil Sports for Boys. Uh, there in Shreveport, Louisiana, it used to be over on the, off the fairgrounds. And uh, Irish McNeil Sports for Boys. And one of the first thing you learn is balance and leverage. You leverage a punch, and you stay on you stay on balance uh, so that if you're hit with a punch, you're not knocked down. You know, you absorb it. And um, the president understands very much about balance and leverage. You know, he is a boxing fan. So so he understands that. And he he's a master at keeping the adversaries off balance. Everything having to do with the fraudulent investigation is badly tainted and, in my opinion, should be thrown out. Even Mueller's statement to the Congress that he did not that he did not see me to be, uh, see me to become the FBI director again has been proven false. Uh, the whole I, the whole deal was a total scam. It wasn't um, president. If I wasn't president, I'd be suing everyone all over the place. But maybe I still will. <laughs> Off, okay. If I wasn't president, here, here, this way, you know, this way he throws that punch. He, he, he throws that jab out there. You know, I'd be suing everybody everywhere. But then again, maybe I will. And that's what I was saying to you. He says it. And you say, huh. <laughs> he may do it. Yeah, it's a witch hunt. It has been that. But found no witches. Nobody got burned. They tried. All oh, the fires were burning. They had the fires. Uh, no, they had the wood. They had the wood stacked. And they had poured the they had put the pitch on the wood. The only thing they needed was to find something to tie the present to the stake over. And you better believe this. They would have set that stake ablaze. But by the grace of God, they couldn't do it because it was a witch hunt and they found no witches or warlocks available. Although uh, President Obama is jealous over Trump's magic wand <laughs> that he has waved over the economy. <laughs> America is blessed from sea to shining sea by the founding of the nation. We were founded to be a great nation. We were not founded to be a socialist nation, even though they tried it a little they tried it uh here early on in this country before before we became a nation. They tried it early on when the uh, first Europeans first got here. They tried it. It failed because just like everything else, uh, 
There were people who worked hard to grow crops so everybody could eat. And then there were some people who didn't work at all but wanted to eat anyway. Socialism never works because uh, it gives the person who leans toward laziness an opportunity to be even more lazy. Will you hear me? Gives them an opportunity to be even more lazy. And so socialism always implodes upon itself. Can you imagine how fat America would be <laughs> if people didn't work, have to go to work? And I'm not, listen, okay, I'm not fat bashing, okay? I am not. I'm simply saying that we're, we're, all, we're the most buffed nation on earth. Oh, yeah, there are more people in shape here than just about anywhere else. I mean, in good shape, buffed up, you know. And there are more fat people here. <laughs> you mean you can go from one extreme to the other. Hey, be in between like me. You're not fat and you're not buffed. You're not skinny, but you're not chubby either. You know, you're a medium-sized guy. I think I like it like that. But then if I just sat around and didn't do anything. I mean, folks, uh, you, the president is a busy, busy man. In fact, he could, he could drop a few pounds, you know, but he's in great shape. I'm a busy, busy person. I'm always, always doing something. And I do enjoy being able to sit when I'm at home at night with my wife. And not think of anything on the weekends. Just totally veg. Yeah, it's great to be able to do that. But I, I, uh, I can't. I'm always doing something. Yeah, the old man said you sleep when you're dead. And I don't think that's I don't think that's so either. I think uh, you're more involved and doing more in um, the next life than uh, in the kingdom of God than you ever thought of doing here. That's just me. Well, anyway, when we come back with more of the C.L. Bryant show. I want to investigate um, what's going to happen tomorrow night um, when the Dems debate in Nevada. Steve Moore was on with me a little bit er earlier, economist Steve Moore, economist extraordinaire who truly can take uh, part in the credit for helping the president turn around this economy. Steve Moore, one of the great economic minds in our nation. And um, he said in his interview, when he was talking about Michael Bloomberg, that uh, the problem that Bloomberg is going to have is that he has been 
a Republican. In fact, he was a Republican when uh, he became mayor of New York. Oh, yeah, he's been an independent. And now he's a Democrat. He wants to be president of the United States. I ask Steve Moore, um, is it possible for someone who is a billionaire, multi, multi, tens of billions of dollars, it's hard to even imagine the kind of money that Bloomberg has. Bloomberg, Bloomberg's, Bloomberg's children's children's children. If the earth remains. Cannot spend the money that he has amassed. <laughs> you cannot imagine the fortune. That Bloomberg has. You cannot imagine it. And um, he wants to be president. And Steve Moore says it can be bought everywhere you look. I'm about to hit the road here for a few days myself. uh, And I'll pay attention late at night to see if I see those Bloomberg ads. He said, everywhere you look, if you're on the road, you're seeing Bloomberg ads. And they're good. And you know, Americans are very visual when it comes to um, voting and the way we're persuaded. We're persuaded through what we see. And so um, it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, Dems debate this thing tomorrow night. I'll uh, be in D.C. in the war room there um, at Trump headquarters Black Voices for Trump and I'm going to tell you something I I said I've said it uh, a while back and I'm seeing the momentum uh, gain at the right moment in time I think we're headed 2020 right now as far as the crossover vote in minority black in minority vote black Latinos. I think you're going to see you're going to witness history. A historical shift in that voting block. It scares the Democrats to death. They are in a frenzy. I'm CL looking for Star Parker on the other side of the break. We'll talk to you later. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice, the C.L. Bryant Show.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. I want to thank all of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge uh, to conversation throughout our great nation. I want to thank uh, all of our friends throughout the nation who uh, who help us spread the word of that bridge building. And I certainly want to thank um, Red State uh, Talk Radio, our flagship uh, um, radio station, Scott Adams, president over there at uh, Red State Talk Radio. If you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. And um, the Red State Talk billboard is above that iconic uh, building, Ripley's Believe It or Not. And every hour on the hour of the C.L. Bryant show, 24 hours a day, pops up right there on that um, billboard in Times Square, about a block from where they drop the big ball. I want to thank all of you again for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant show. Um, friends, in my um travels and i have i have traveled a lot throughout um, my lifetime and um grew up growing up in louisiana and the type of family that i uh, was in um, a lot of them were creoles uh you know my family has that type of history shades of skin don't necessarily enter into the conversation or even the thought pattern because your relatives are every shade of the rainbow, literally. I mean, from smut black, not to doggone near white, I mean white. But we're all kin, we're all related. That's the type of family I came from. It's a Louisiana. Um, it's it's not unusual in Louisiana. Uh, that type of family It's not unusual at all, especially from those of us whose roots run from central to southern Louisiana. Or as mine do. And so. Um, the problem and I think Paul Harvey said it best some years ago. If I was the devil, <laughs> I would divide them, speaking of humanity, along color lines. And when you think about it, friends, it is incredibly diabolic because, uh, diabolical because there is, there is <laughs> nothing any one of us can do about the color of your skin, the texture of your hair. Um, I guess you can do all types of things about your culture and that type of thing, you know, and the way you want to live your life. You can always do something about that. But most of the times you're not really judged on that. You're judged on in, in this, in this country, at least the way they want you to believe it. They, the, the demo, the progressive socialist Marxist, want to be able to have a tool 
that <laughs> will um, be useful in keeping control over the temperature of race. Are you hearing me? Because, yeah, sometimes it just simmers. It all, it's always that, though, the, the fire is always on under that particular topic, right? Oh, yeah, the fire is always on under that particular topic. But um, sometimes it's turned up. Yeah, sometimes it's turned up purposely, not because anyone really thinks that the matter at hand is that dire, but the people in control of the emotional thermostat, they turn it up. And, and, and once they do that, and you react, they know that they're still in control and they continue to do it. Are you hearing me? They continue to do it. And we continue to take it. And, and and it's it's strange how even though we're individuals, there's no question about that. Each one of us are coming to this world alone, even though you may be a twin. You came here by yourself. You came here naked on your own into this world. You came in by yourself. Scripture says you'll pretty much go out the same way. And uh, you, the same way you came in, you had no knowledge of that. The same way you go out, you have no knowledge of that. You have no knowledge of where you were before you came here. And you really don't understand where you're going after you leave here. We just trust that on faith. Yeah. God says he has prepared a place for us, right? So we didn't know where we were before we got here. We don't know where we're going. Except we accept it on faith. And so here in in, in this country, We have a great opportunity to take huge, great advantage of um, <laughs> creating uh, an environment, having dominion over what we survey. And that is important, friends. That is very important. That we analyze that type thing. Tomorrow night, we'll be taking over the war room there at Trump headquarters. Uh, join us traveling down through Times Square. If you're t- traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not and Red State Talk Radio billboard is above uh, that 
uh, iconic building. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up on the Red State Talk billboard. Friends, on the line with me now is a friend of mine, someone who I have incredible respect for. And uh, she is the president, founder of the Center for Urban Renewal. Uh, And uh, she is one of the great shakers and movers in this country. Help me welcome back to the show my good friend, Star Parker. Star, how are you? I'm doing well. Hey, thanks. So glad that you uh, could be with us today. It's been far too long since we've had a chance to speak. Star, since we last spoke, though, there's been so much that has gone on as far as uh, this administration is concerned. Give us your idea and your opinion on uh, is this a figment of our imagination or is this economy really turning around for America and particularly black folks? Talk to us. Well, we know that the economy is turned around for all Americans and of particular interest is how it's impacting the African-American community, not just with the record low unemployment rates and the rising wages, but how many in the great middle class are starting to put their money on the table to start businesses because of President Trump's Opportunity Zone initiative. Uh, it's incredible to see that the uh, black business community is growing uh, tremendously as a result of us focusing on these 8,700 distressed zip codes. So I'm pretty excited. Most of the people that have been working on these ideas to push freedom into our most distressed zip codes is exciting. And um, the country is going to fare better as a result. I do believe that that is absolutely uh, correct. Star Parker, uh, Center for Urban uh, Renewal in uh, Education, is my guest here today. And Star, I also uh, see that Former President Barack Obama is doing his very best to take advantage of that. Is it possible that Obama is jealous of Trump's magic wand that he's waved over the economy? Talk to us. I think the progressives, including Barack Obama, understand what's at stake this coming November. Uh, we, we have been fighting for the heart and soul of this country. If nothing else that Joe Biden has said that is with clarity is that this this election is about the soul of America. And we understand we're going to be biblical and free or we're going to be secular and status. And they understand. And so you're going to see a lot more activity from all of the progressives, including Barack Obama, who really want secular, big government control over every aspect of our lives. Uh, they are pushing religion out of the public square, as we saw what recently happened in Virginia, uh, to mock a black pastor who's opening a legislative session to give all of us pause and be concerned. But yes, I'm not surprised that not only would there be some jealousy that President Trump has been able to stimulate the economy and get America moving toward greatness again, but also that he's went into cultural war and that he could also lose the black community, uh, the, the progressives could lose the black community as a result of President Trump's efforts to reach into this community. You know, Star, it'd be interesting to have your opinion on uh, the Bloomberg uh, candidacy or whatever you might want to call that. Uh, can a multi multi-billionaire like uh, Mike Bloomberg. I've had my eye on him for years now. And uh, Bernie Sanders, give us your take on what the appeal uh, uh, Sanders and then a Bloomberg has on America, if they uh, have that type of appeal at all. Talk to us, Star. Well, on uh, Sanders, we've had three generations of, of, of 
young people, our, our, our society, being indoctrinated that America's stacked up against them, that uh, the worldview of the framers, you know, the eternal truth, the limited role of government, the free markets, and the eparibus unum doesn't work for the little guy. And when you send that narrative for three generations, you end up with a whole bunch of millennials and Gen Zs who bought the idea of unfairness, who believe that America's inherently racist and sexist and homophobic to the point that it needs to be transformed. We heard some of this under Barack Obama and uh, Bernie um, and um, uh, Bernie Sanders is just taking it to another level. And when you think about Bloomberg, uh, he's more of a closeted uh, progressive because he's got a patchwork theology. He's bought into ideas of capitalism, uh, promoted ideas of capitalism, has taken true advantage of ideas of capitalism in his own personal life, but at core he's a progressive. So he's attractive to not only the progressives and those that really think that America's unfair to those that have uh, little bits, but he's also you know, attracted to those libertarians and those that on social issues, uh, the religious right makes them uncomfortable. So I wouldn't uh, cast him away. In fact, I actually think he's going to be their candidate. I would not be surprised if we saw Bloomberg and, a, and an Amy Klobuchar and they will just um, narrate away that he's a billionaire based on they have to beat Trump, who also, you know, is is a billion dollars. So I'm not um, I'm not being dis- dismissive as others that Bloomberg doesn't have a chance. Star Parker, syndicated columnist, president uh, for the Center Center for Urban Renewal in Education, is my special guest. Um, Star, I want you to share with uh, our audience how to get a hold of you and uh, bring you to a place near us. Uh, How do we do that? Well, they can go to urbancure.org. Uh, it is a busy year because it's an election year at, at Cure. And we're not just launching a news talk show with me as the host, but we have a very aggressive plan to go into some of the battleground states through our clergy program. But urbancure.org is the best way to reach me. But I'd also like to ask your audience to buy my new book, uh, Necessary Noise, uh, how Donald Trump has inflamed the cultural war and why this is good news for America. I've written this book specifically for the evangelical, those that are still sitting on the fence, those that really don't understand what's at stake this coming election. I make the case that we're at the critical cross point, similar to the 1850s uh, when Abraham Lincoln and Stephen Douglas had their great debates. And so we must know what's at stake so that we can engage this year so that on top uh, or or ideas of truth uh, when we wake up the next day after election in November, we must have that type of environment to wake up the day after the election day and say that we are still on course to be a biblical and free country. Absolutely. Star, is this president, has this president been a champion uh, of uh, religious freedom, or is that also a figment of uh, some of our imaginations? Well, the left is um, coming unraveled (laughs) because of his efforts on religious uh, liberties. In fact, he is one of the most upstanding and vocal uh, to protect the interests of the church in today's society. When you think about many of the uh, departments now, what used to be faith-based offices are now religious liberty offices, so that if anyone has a complaint all over the country, whether they're a baker, you know, just trying to make some cakes, or they're a, a florist just trying to make a flower arrangement, they have recourse in federal law. They have somewhere to go. Uh, 
he is one of the most profound uh, spokespersons for those that are taken seriously, their biblical uh, mandates as well as Christianity. It is under attack. And uh, like no other president, we've seen uh, an understanding, a deep understanding of the role of not just government, not to involve itself in promoting any particular religion, but the role of religion in a in a civil society and that those interests need to be protected. He's not just protected them by putting conservatives on the court. He's protected them on colleges by threatening them that if they keep this attack against religious uh, relig- liberties on their campuses, that they can risk losing federal funds. So, yes, he's been, I mean, the list is very, very long. Uh, if anyone has any question, they can listen to his presentation at the National Prayer Breakfast. It was just incredible, uh, the, the, the commitment that this president has made to make sure that, that not just the Christians have safe space in our country, but that they will be able to be in the public square with their Christianity and their religious beliefs. Star Parker, take one minute to tell us more about how to get a hold of your new book. Well, Necessary Noise is at Amazon with five stars uh, and any other place that they get the book. They might have to ask for it at Walmart because they haven't uh, decided that they're going to carry my new book yet. Or they can just go to StarParker.com and order it there. Uh, but anywhere at their most favorite booksellers will have necessary noise. Uh, it's a new release. It came out right as impeachment. So I'm re-releasing at the end of this month uh, to still get the tail end of Black History Month. Uh, impeachment uh, charade uh, kind of got a lot of us off track that we're working on other issues. So if your audience gets necessary noise, I would be very, very thankful because I do still want to make a best song in this. Star, God bless you and God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are. And thank you again for being on the show with me. I'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, Bye. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I want to thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. That was my good friend uh, and colleague, Star Parker, there on the line with me. And it's always, always a great uh, pleasure to have her on. Steve Moore was on with me earlier in the show, economist extraordinaire. And, of course, um, both of them uh, in their own way, uh, preserving this great republic of ours. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in just a little bit. There's a lot more that we have to talk about here on the C.L. Bryant Show. We're going to take over the war room tomorrow night at uh, Trump headquarters there in uh, D.C. And uh, so uh, you folks on Twitter, get ready. We're going to do some things there that uh, I certainly hope will keep you informed about what's going on here in this great land of ours. Oh my, 2020 is shaping up to be a barn burner. I'm CL. Don't any of you go anywhere. I'll be back after these words and then gotta explore some things. Be right back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. 
Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant show. Um, <laughs> so... Um, you have some behind-the-scene, hanky-panky kind of stuff going on here. Yeah, you do. Um, seems as though the Democrats um, met with Mohammed Javad Zarif during the Munich Security Conference last week. The uh, Federalist attributed the information um, to a specific source. Uh, This guy is designated by the United States, Pompeo said, referring to Zarif's addition. He's the foreign minister for a country that shot down an airliner and has yet to return over the black, to turn over the black box from the airliner. They don't want you to know what's going on. Uh, this is the foreign minister of a country that killed an American on December 27th. This is the foreign minister of a country that is the world's largest state sponsor of terror and the world's largest sponsor of anti-Semitism. Democrats uh, met with him Um, if they met, Pompeo goes on to say, I don't know what they said. I hope they were reinforcing American foreign policy, not their own. And you know, it's true. You know, they'll do it. (laughs) Not their own. Pompeo's remarks were detailed uh, in report by the Washington Free Beacon. Um, if uh, listen this has been confirmed uh, of course by oh let's see here what's the source on that thing Murphy was he the source of it okay so if we look at how they're going to proceed talking about the Democrats now with the undermining of this president, nothing keeps them from going in the back rooms on the, on the phone at late at night or whenever and making their own 
deals to subvert the really the official government of the United States. You do understand that what's happening here is the subversion of the elected governor government of the United States. That's what the Democrats have been about doing. They have been subverting the duly elected will of the people. He was placed there to put together an administration, a a government, if you will, to try and get through policies that will enable America to follow the course set by the commander in chief who was elected. Are you hearing me? (laughs) Friends, listen. That will not stop. The only way and and, and the only way to distance it from the president is to vote the lawmakers who are um, uh, apart and being used as tools in that subversion. You got to vote them out. That's the only way to stop it. Because if you um, think that it's going to somehow uh, change, no, chaos descends into chaos. That's that's one of the reasons why I uh, have not really embraced the Big Bang Theory, because that was chaotic, uh, that chaos does not create order. No, order has to uh, take control of chaos and in, in order for it to uh, settle. Order has to take control of the chaos. Chaos does not uh, descend into or, or ascend into order. It only descends into more chaos. Now, Dershowitz, uh, who, of course, is a pariah to liberals these days, but Dershowitz is, it is, the, is the epitome of fair and balanced. He's a Harvard Law professor. I'm sure he has uh, the ability to do whatever research he needs to do, may even have a team for that. I'm sure he does. But he discloses something uh, that, again, exposes the hypocrisy of progressive liberals. Dershowitz says Obama asked FBI to probe person for Soros. Now, here's the story. Harvard professor, um, law professor, Alan Dershowitz, uh, says he has proof. He has proof, which will be disclosed in a lawsuit at some point. You know, these uh, attorneys who are, uh, you know, ambulance chasers and lawsuits, lawsuits are flourishing all over the place. For a while, you thought that 
profession of being an attorney was sliding or failing or whatever. But no, it is indeed flourishing, especially if you want to sue somebody. So at some point, uh, he's going to disclose in that lawsuit um, who it was that Obama sick the FBI on. Yeah. Dershowitz um, did not say during the interview with uh, Breitbart News who the target of the investigation may have been, commenting that uh, he's not prepared to disclose it now. Now, this, I, you see, for critics, this they'll say, well, you know, that's exactly what Al, Adam Schiff did. Adam Schiff said he had proof of all of this stuff, but he never came across with it, right? He just said that to muddy the water. Now, uh, I have to point out a difference. And what I have seen with Adam Schiff and uh, the likes of uh, an Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> First of all, uh, I think we can, if Dershowitz says this, I believe that we can pretty much trust this, that there is proof that Obama used the FBI. He sicked them on somebody. He probed them for George Soros. That's, listen, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? I would love to hear who it was, why it was. Obama did what he did. Used the FBI to probe a private citizen for George Soros. Is Dershowitz just talking here? I don't think so. I don't think so. So he's got my attention. Because talk about the hypocrisy. <laughs> Trump never did anything like that, did he? Oh, but the FBI evidently was abusing its power in that deep state, shadowy go government, shadow government that the FBI had going on before Trump became president. And if you can see clearly, you will see that one of the reasons why Peter Strzok had to put together some type of insurance policy was because this was to be continued under the Hillary Clinton administration. Hillary Clinton was to become president of the United States, and her duty was to make sure that all of the pieces that were in place remained in place, meaning that the FBI could continue to conduct its uh, clandestine probing of American citizens, as was begun and ordered 
according to Alan Dershowitz, who's saying that he's going to release some things here that will prove that. Now, according to Dershowitz, he has proof that Obama knew about this culture of the FBI being used to uh, the promote the deep state. Who was it, we wonder, that it could have been that Obama ordered this probe of Dershowitz said there was there has been a great deal of White House control over the Justice Department, including and during the late President John F. Kennedy's administration. But I don't think he was very uh, he saw very many liberal professors arguing against that. No. You wouldn't. The difference is that Donald Trump is much more overt about his influence on the DOJ with his tweets and Obama, who whispered to the Justice Department. Trump could also, under the Constitution, according to Dershowitz, make a decision to really control the Justice Department said Dershowitz now, including deciding who to prosecute or not, but added that he shouldn't do it. Wow. Did you hear what I said? Dershowitz says that the president of the United States has the authority constitutionally to have the type of control over the Justice Department as to be able to say who will be prosecuted and who will not. When we talk about the awesome power of the presidency, that is part of it. But Dershowitz warns that he shouldn't do that. He shouldn't do it. He shouldn't exercise that power. It hasn't been done since Thomas Jefferson, according to Dershowitz. Thomas Jefferson did do it. We've seen this throughout our history. Jefferson, um, uh, of course, um, dissuaded the Justice Department from taking action against um, several considered to be political cronies. That's a whole different show. But it does tell us that through the years, fads may change, technology may change. Jefferson's day, you had horse-drawn carriages. Uh, Now, you know, we um, have bullet trains. But we're still the same people. We still have the same desires to further agendas. And so it is with presidents. It just depends on whose side you're on. In this case, I happen to be on the president's side. (laughs) You know, no doubt about it. 
And friends, uh, today's guest we had on the show with us, um, economist Steve Moore was on with us and uh, Star Parker uh, was on with us, activist, um, president, founder of the Center for Herbal, Urban Renewal and Education. Star Parker was on with us. Both of them always insightful and riveting and certainly love to uh, talk to both of them whenever I get a chance. Um, also, friends, you pay close attention to what's going on as far as criminal justice reform, prison reform is concerned. First Step Act initiatives, um, the president has taken um, full control of that narrative, you know, and people like to say, well, you know, Trump is acting more like a Democrat than a Democrat. No, he's not. I want to talk about that when I come back. I mean, these policies uh, are policies that Democrats usually uh, take on. No, they're not. They're, they're policies that Democrats usually talk at. It's a lot of difference between take on and talk at. Huge, huge differences in that. And the Democrats, all they know how to do is yak. They don't know how to act. A-C-T. They yak Y-A-K, but they don't act A-C-T. T-C-B. They don't take care of business. The Democrats do not. Talk a good game, though. And, uh, you know, those of you who believe in utopia, and as I've said to you yesterday or day before, whenever it was that I said to you, I do say this around the country. If you believe that utopia exists, then you don't know the meaning of utopia. It doesn't exist anywhere, never has. Uh, There are good feelings that um, we have sometime and you experience euphoria uh, and, you know, all of you who are in that uh, special other relationship, you know the euphoria. But uh, there can never be a utopia. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about uh, the Dems. um some are saying uh, the president and some of the things that he does resembles more the Democrats than the Republicans. And we'll talk about uh, that when we return. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show home stretch of the CL Bryant show coming up uh, here in just a few seconds. If you don't get both, Hours of the show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Now, um, Democrats, I told you earlier in the show, are absolutely scared to death when we look at um, the demographic that is shifting right now in the voting blocks structures historically when it comes to minority vote. And um, Trump, I believe, is going to shatter the um, hopes and future dreams of Democrats by not only recapturing the White House and this time, this four years, he will name perhaps two more Supreme Court justices. That scares liberals to death. All that, (laughs) that is something that, uh, Listen, drastic measures would they take to prevent such a thing. But also what frightens them most is things that occur, uh, venues that occurred like on October 4th at the White House, in the East Room. You have these young, black, Latino people at a leadership summit and the president addresses this event. (laughs) If you are any type of Democrat leadership, especially now, listen, especially if you are the Congressional Black Caucus, just be truthful, just be honest with us now. Doesn't this scare you to death this, this is your worst nightmare. It scares you to death. Now, after listening to President Donald Trump's State of the Union address, 
um, speech. CNN analyst, you recall this, Van Jones, um, said it was a big wake-up call for the Democrats. Uh, and, 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 you know, Van didn't stop there. He went on to say this was a warning shot across the bow of us Democrats that he's going after enough black votes to cause us problems. Now, I said this yesterday. I forget who I was talking to. Oh, yeah, Dr. Uh, Linda Lee Tarver yesterday on the show. We were saying this, that if Jones, if Van Jones sees this happening, and uh, Van Jones, friend of, friend of Prince. Yeah, him and, him and Prince were good buddies. Uh, but if Van sees this happening, you know that other Democrats see it happening too. And they are afraid of this. It is likened unto a warning shot fired across the bow of us Democrats. He's going after enough black votes to cause us problems. Meaning, if they cause problems, there are seats to be lost. Without the black vote, Democrat Party knows that. And what does that mean for the Republican Party? Oh, oh, there are seats to be gained because many Republican uh, candidates and there are many black Republican candidates that are now finding the way to vote Republican. Yeah. And saying, hey, I don't care what you say. I'm voting my pocketbook. Doesn't that make sense? That's what I was taught. Vote your pocketbook, son. That's what daddy said when I uh, went to register to vote. And I got back home with my voter registration card and all of that kind of thing. Uh, Daddy's first advice to his newly registered voting 18-year-old son. Vote your pocketbook, boy. Vote my pocketbook. Yeah. Vote for the person who wants to put you in a position to put money in your pocketbook. Vote your pocketbook, your wallet. He called it his pocketbook. (laughs) But vote your wallet. And listen, this is what scares. Uh, this is. Don't you know that this is why Barack Obama is doing everything he can to claim credit for uh, this economy? Is because people generally, except when it was came to Obama. And you can name just about any other, well, you know, any other president, uh, Democrat president, except when it came to Obama. Black folks sure didn't vote their pocketbook. No, black unemployment was high. 
and black youth unemployment was astronomical. Yeah. Because there weren't any jobs. There was growth, little slow, uh, creepy growth, but there weren't any people were out of work. I mean, if you wanted to flip a hamburger, yeah, you could you could flip a hamburger, but you know, it was a, everything was dead end. Even the guy flipping the hamburger now, I mean, shoot, he has to make room for somebody else. He, has, he must move up. You must move up into assistant manager. <laughs> and you must move up. That's how that's what growth means. Growth means that makes space for other people. That's what economic growth means. We had uh, my good buddy Steve Moore on with me earlier today. And when we talk about he's the founder, he was the founder of Club for Growth. Star, Star Parker was on with me. She understands how the, the, the free market works in favor of those who will take advantage of it. She's an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's who she was. And so, my fellow Americans, the words still ring down through the annals of time and history. Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. And that is the essence of patriotism. You know, I asked the question uh, some days ago with uh, Peter Vicenzi, our uh, press secretary at Freedom Works. We asked the question, could the movie Glory, you know, with Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, uh, Matthew Broderick, could that movie be made today and um, we came to the conclusion that it couldn't. Now, the movie was made 30 years ago. 30 years ago. And between now and then, and between then and now, we have seen something called political correctness just run amok. To a point where a, uh, a an Academy Award winning film, I think it won three Academy Award awards, and um, it was nominated five times, won three of them, and Denzel and Morgan, Morgan, Morgan and Denzel were just absolutely brilliant in the film, and you know both of them are well. Morgan certainly a lib. Denzel, um, I don't think not so much. Matthew Broderick was great as the, you know, the white officer in charge of the colored troops. But do you know that movie probably could not be made today because of political correctness? What has then happened between then and now? What has changed in this country between then and now. Think about that. And then ask yourself, have you been a victim 
of that politically correct jargon that has poisoned so many of the minds of America and has weakened the DNA of our young people till they find themselves in corners and places on college campuses called safe zones. Friends, opportunity in America is knocking everywhere and Trump is going to shatter the Democrats with um, the black vote turning in his direction. Now, there is a homecoming that is about to awaken black people to who they are. Um, And you're going to see the effects of that here in this 2020 election. It was the party of Lincoln that freed those who were in physical shackles. And it will be, and it is the party of Lincoln and Trump who has taken off the shackles of economic repression from those who have entrepreneurial spirits in this country. And now everyone, red, yellow, black, and white, have an opportunity to experience the American dream. Hey, you do it. Go for it. Get your piece of the American pie by exercising who you are, your talents, your time, your energy, your mind. God bless this country and God bless anyone who goes for its benefits. Thank him for bringing us to the close of yet another day and want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And I'm CL and may God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you.